Hey fam, how is everybody doing? So today we're talking about heartbreak or how to get over heartbreak. You know, one of the things that we're not taught in school or as little boys and little girls is how to deal with a broken heart. We learn arithmetic, we learn geometry. Um, I personally learned all this crap that I just don't remember. But matters of the heart are so important. And I remember being a small, well not a small, girl but I remember being like in high school and you you'd hear about these girls that would go absolutely nuts when a guy broke up with them like let's just say it was a head cheerleader and she's dating the star of the football team and everybody in the school finds out that he messed with another cheerleader or he uh broke up with her or something crazy happened and this girl spazzed out like she lost her marbles she's destroying his car she's lying about him I remember at one one instance, this girl claimed that the guy raped her because she broke up with him. Now, that's some despicable stuff right there. And looking back, you know, that, that girl was, I think we were 15, 16 at that point. But I was like, my God, I wonder. Like, she have she would have to be a hell of an ex-wife or a baby mama right now. Like, I pity the fool that stuck his joystick in that woman and <laughs> pulled out a lifelong... uh like a lifelong mess you know because that's exactly what you do when you come across these top type of people so i kind of want to talk about breaking up and healing our hearts and how to deal with people that are still stuck on you and you've moved on so a while back i wrote this article and i'm gonna post it on the blog it's um called the breakup breakdown how to gracefully go from taken to single one thing that i know is that when the heart breaks it doesn't break even that was a country song. I forgot who I forgot who wrote it, but it's a really, really good record because it's true. There's always going to be somebody that feels like they're getting the short end of the stick and they are more on the receiving end of heartbreak and they're going to feel like the victim and they're going to want to act out a little and, you know, they're going to maybe try to salvage a relationship, even though you all know that most of the time when our relationship ends, we know we knew it was over. You knew. Just like he knew or just like she knew you knew it was over but you wanted to cling on to it because of familiarity or for the kids or because you have a business together or just because you are afraid of moving on and so i kind of want to talk to the ladies here for a second because it does seem like we kind of even though sometimes it's us that we want to move on out of a relationship we might be tied to a guy we might have kids or we might be stay-at-home mothers and you're like oh my god I hate him <laughs> I want this to be over but now I have to stay because I don't have a way to make money on my own or you know that stuff so first and foremost and this is not gonna be like a list because I always forget numbers you know a lot of you guys that know me know that when I make these numbered lists I, I like get the numbers lost so I'm not gonna do that so if you hear me say a number just disregard it so just remember it yourself because I'm not gonna remember so I've either had to seek counsel or give counsel because some boy has caused pain. And I kind of wanted to speak to you all with women in mind. And those of you, the fellas that are listening, maybe you could take notes. Teach your sons to be more sensitive and more cognizant of the energy that they put out. And you yourself, be straight up with a woman. Please, please. So this is, I'm talking to the girls, but guys, you're going to get a major benefit. 
out of this as well. So everybody has felt duped in a relationship, some sort of way. We put all our, our, we give our all in these relationships and we just get these peanuts in return. And so uh, some people go on a rampage and they start attacking everything that their ex loves. They attack their entire be being all the while they're neglecting the fact that this other person has the right to pursue their own version of happiness. And sometimes baby girl, that version of happiness no longer includes you or it never actually really did. Oh, that hurt for me to say, because you know, I've been that person before I've been that girl before and I've had past relationships, friends, I like to call them like whatever's, you know, just to not be straight up and be honest with me that I no longer fit their narrative of what happiness looks like. Some, you know, I think I had one to sit me down and just be like, hey, Naja, you know, this isn't the time in my life where I want a serious relationship and I love you, but I cannot. I, basically, <laughs> he was like, I don't want to cheat on you, bitch. But if we stay together, that's what's going to happen. So that was probably one of the most honest breakup conversations I've ever had in my life. The rest of them were kind of either they didn't tell me or they distanced themselves you know kind of did I didn't, I didn't really get ghosted but you know they would kind of distance themselves and kind of change and they left me to ask all these questions like hey things are different oh no 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 they're fine i'm just busy with work like yeah, at this point you you know we've all been through enough relationships to know that that's straight up bs but if a person if you're seeing that a person's m mood is changing or they're reacting differently to to things that you say or uh, we all know, we kind of know the signs and, you know, in hindsight, but just remember that this person does have the right to pursue happiness because you, if you were ready to leave a relationship, there would not be hell or high water that could stop you. You and I both know that, but we kind of get pissed off when we're on the receiving ends. There was this um, clip on divorce court. And Judge Lynn Toller had to explain to this young lady that the man she was with fell out of love with her. And he not only told her, but he showed her time and time again. And then, oh, you know what? I'm, I'm, I'm going to share the clip here in a second. But Judge Toller shared a really powerful anecdote that was given to her by her own mother. And she said, never let a man tell you he doesn't want you more than once. And I'm going to add my own twist in there never let anybody tell you they don't want you more than one time especially an adult that you've given your time your energy your love your heart your soul to one time is all it takes I, i'm gonna have to make a t-shirt that says that somebody remind me to get some t-shirts made so i can sell them on the website so check out this clip of um, this kind of breakup letter it's about three minutes so if you want to fast forward then fast forward about three minutes but here it is here some guys would just have a hard time putting their thoughts or feelings into words. So what I'm going to do is tell you what he said because she has a right to know. She really, really does. She's putting money and time and investing in a relationship that is not going to happen. He said, I admit I have been distant and, that, and that's because I've lost interest. Five years ago, I thought her child was mine until she revealed it wasn't. That's a problem. She said, you can't just be in a stagnant relationship and if it's heading that way, no one will put any effort to repair it. I think that's what's happened with both of us. So I said, whatever. Now I'm good and I wanna move on. It is clear we are both on different paths and the thrill is gone. 
when you are just doing it in vain, I don't want to live, do anything in my life in vain anymore. If that's not a goodbye letter, I don't know what is. I've never heard him say that. Like, I've never, like, I've never, like, we used to be best friends. Anything we could talk about, we could talk about. Now, we don't talk about anything. If we do, it's a hey and a bye, like you said, five words out of a day. And that, that has not always been the case. Now, my daughter, we were at an off and on point. He, you know, I told him that she may not be his, but he's always been there. Right. Lately, it's more like, you know, that's my stepdaughter, or that's her daughter, or, you know, we're not doing anything, or, you know, it's like, to me, it's like, it's something else. There's someone else. There's got to be something else, because how I did just you... told you but... what that something was. Yeah, but... I just, I, I, it was very specific and very clear. What did you not hear? I guess I'm not hearing that. How could you just not want somebody that's, that's doing the most for you? Oh, Ms. Jones, here, 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 here's, that's something a lot of women say. I'm here for you. I'm doing everything for you. I can't believe you don't want me. People have the right to want who they want, even if who they want isn't you. And no matter how much you do for a person, if he's not invested in a relationship with you, the amount of things you do for him is, has no meaning. Do you can understand? I, can I say something? So, I feel, I my mother used to tell me all the time, never make a man tell you he doesn't want you more than once. He's told you in 90 different ways that he doesn't want you. When he doesn't come home, when he doesn't talk to you, when he doesn't share like he used to, when he, you know, I mean, that's saying, I don't want you. And that doesn't have anything to do with your value as a person, and it doesn't make him a bad guy unless he's losing you for your cash. I'm not using him. Well, I don't know. I'm just saying. I'm not. Okay, fine. But what I'm telling you, Ms. Jones, is you need to step. You, women, often, we've invested so much time and money in a guy, we just can't, we, we, we can't cut our losses and go. But it never gets better. You can't, you know, never beg anybody to love you. It never works. Never beg anybody to love you. You've got your money. You've got your... Your, your future, you've got a career, you've got, you're gonna be a dental assistant. This you do not need. You need love and care. If you were my daughter, we'd be on the floor wrestling right now. I'd, 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 have, I'd be just a beating you on the head with this, with this gavel. Girl, have you lost your mind? Don't be with a man that doesn't want you. You're beautiful, you're smart, you can find one that will. Just don't sell yourself that short. Whoa, ouch. So what do you do if you're the one that's in this unfortunate situation? You know, what, what if you're the girl that didn't get it? What if you're the person that did not get it? And you know, once you start to think about it and you start to revel in your heartbreak, you you remember those little signs, those little innuendos that the person gave you. You're like, damn, he tried to tell me, but then you get pissed off at them, but then you're heartbroken and then you're mad at yourself. And so it comes out all aggressive, um, which a lot of people don't really have the emotional intelligence to siphon through a breakup, admit their own faults, own up to it, and then start the steps to moving on again, because they don't teach us this. They don't teach us emotional management in school. That's why everybody has a life coach and a therapist now. Because we have these emotions. We just don't know where to put them. 
I hope that you guys are not only doing, I know you're doing better for yourselves because you're here listening, but I hope that you are really dead set on teaching your kids what emotional intelligence is because that's gonna, that's gonna save a lot of people just, just knowing. So what do you do? Like I said, if you're in an, in this unfortunate situation, I'm going to give you some steps and I kind of did keep notes on these numbers. So I don't know, but I'm going to give you guys some steps so that when a rejection, not if, but when rejection happens to you, you can kind of keep it classy. Cause I want to see y'all keep it classy. I want, I don't want to see, um, nasty Facebook posts and leaving things on your ex's social media and stalking and harassment and parental alienation and hating his new girlfriend and keeping the kids from him or you fellas who abuse financially, you know, you'll not pay child support because the woman's not with you or you won't come and see the children because she has decided to end the romantic relationship with you. You know, there's, it, it goes both ways. So the first thing, this is how you're going to keep it classy. Um, you know what? You know that the relationship is over if he tells you. Yeah, I know this is probably foreign to most people because uh, men especially, they're not really forthcoming when it comes to thinking they're going to break our hearts because they think we'll all go into hysterics, which we probably will. But there's some guys out there that'll actually tell you that they don't want to be with you anymore. And they'll probably disguise it by saying, you know, something that I mentioned earlier. Oh, they want to focus on work or they're too stressed or the common one. I just really want to be alone right now. I need some time to figure me out. Girl, whatever his reason, take heed, pack your bags, and for God's sake, do not grovel and don't try to change his mind. I promise you, this dude has practiced this speech, this conversation with you a long time ago he's presented it to his boys he's told them how he's failed he's probably already started auditioning a couple of new women none of that is your concern and on one hand i can applaud any woman for fighting for her relationship but on the flip side you can't fight for a man that's already gone baby girl he is gone it's over he's made his mind up you cannot have enough children you cannot give him enough sex you can't prepare these perfect meals there's nothing you can do when this fella is gone Oh, I'm sorry. You can you can convince him to stay and you can extend your pain a little bit longer. You can force him even. I've seen some ladies do that. You can threaten that you're going to take the kids away. A lot of guys will stay hostage for their children, but he's not going to love you. He's not going to love you. He's going to resent you even more. Your children are going to see that. They're going to see that their father's unhappy and he's like a it's a hostage situation. It's going to be a very hostile environment. And then your children are going to end up um, with some sort of psychotherapist because mom and dad never showed them what true romantic love was because they did not have that. Yeah, it's kind of harsh, but that's just how it is. So, you know, you can keep this fella hostage. I mean, you can pull out all the feminine wiles, but if you're not married, especially if you are a lady that is in a cohabitating situation, but there's no legal ramifications, no legal boundaries that are keeping you there. Or some people say, oh, just a piece of paper. Well, if you don't just have that piece of paper, girl, pack your damn bags and go. Okay. Don't, don't, don't let him tell you more than one time that he doesn't want you. And fellas, there's some of you out there. You never really saw your father. You never saw what romantic love was. And so you think that I'm going to stay in this relationship, but I'm going to take this abuse. I'm going to, um, stay because I want to be better than my dad was for my kids. You know how you do that? You, you're there. You spend time with them. If a woman is keeping you away from them, then 
maybe consider court, consider mediation. You, A lot of you know how I feel about family court and how it's just honestly not for the betterment of the family. So I wouldn't say that you should spend your life savings there, but have a plan in place, especially if you're a parent or, or soon to be co-parenting with an ex. And I, I, let me just throw this in here. Nothing really to do with, with our topic today, but you know, I... If, if a person, if you couldn't get along with them in the confines of a romantic relationship, you couldn't change them, you couldn't get them to see and do things your way, you're not going to be able to do that outside of this relationship. You have to learn how to transition it into something different. You know, I there's so many people that have to co-parent or parent a child while their heart, while their heart is breaking. And we all know, I'm sure everybody that's listening to this, you know what heartbreak feels like. It's like this empty, physical sick feeling. I mean, I've felt physically sick once that one time that I got my poor little heart broken. You know, it's it's a it's a tough thing. But just imagine if you got little Billy and little Jenny looking up at you with those beautiful brown eyes of the same color as their cope as their parent who just broke your heart. Now you got to feed them. Now you got to figure out how to take them to school by yourself, you know? Like, so I commend everybody that has co-parented in the midst of heartbreak and not allow that to destroy their children. Now, a lot of the letters that I receive, a lot of the emails, uh, many of my clients have had the opposite experience. You know, they have destroyed co-parenting relationships. They've destroyed themselves. They destroyed kids. So I got off on that tangent. So the, the first step, I'm just going to go and repeat it. Um, you know when it's over, when he tells you. But then there's kind of like a caveat I want to add in there, okay? Now, when he tells you there's a slight chance that he's already moved on into a new relationship or he's kind of kind of like already started entertaining other people or he could not want to be with you anymore because he has met someone else. And let me not say, keep saying he because I don't want to keep making guys look like the bad guy here. Dang, well, see, they call it bad guy for a reason, jeesh. I'm conditioned. I'm working on my brain, y'all. So there's a chance that he's already moved on. He or she has already moved on before they have completely severed ties with you. They, he or she might have already had a physical relationship with that person. And so they might have physically withdrawn and emotionally withdrawn from you. But they haven't afforded you the decency, just the common decency to declare straight up once and for all that your relationship with them is over is this fair i mean is is this hell no it's not fair it's, it's life ain't fair but is there anything that you can do about it absolutely not when you've realized that the person has moved on with their life and possibly they've already kind of started um, fashioning, fashioning a life with someone else. This ain't the time for you to start playing Inspector Gadget and unearthing this new unsuspecting woman and what she looks like and going. I know y'all aren't gonna listen. I know y'all aren't. Yeah, y'all not. Y'all are not gonna listen to me. But I'm telling you, I'm telling you, this is not the time to start screenshotting her pictures and sending them to all your friends and talking about, oh my God, isn't this bitch ugly? Like, this is not the time for you to do that. You're not going to listen to me. So you're going to start a smear campaign with this woman. You're going to definitely at least check her Instagram, Facebook, whatever, once a day. You're going to know everything about her. You probably want to find out what she, where she works. What does she do? Where did she grow up? Basically, what you're doing is you're just, you're torturing yourself and because you're trying to figure out how is she better than me? Why, why did she take him girl let me tell you 
She ain't better than you. This woman is not better than you in any way. That person that you were with simply wanted to move on. Okay. You will literally drive yourself crazy. And you're definitely going to drive that that guy further into her arms. But you're going to drive yourself crazy by becoming the crazy ex. And his new woman and him and all his boys that didn't like you anyway. And his mother that really didn't care for you. And his kid that probably really couldn't stand you. You're going to validate all of the feelings that they had about you. That may or may not have been fair, but, you know, once you become the crazy ex, um, then you kind of become the laughing stock. And, you know, I believe in restraining orders for crazy exes, baby. Okay. And so there's another caveat too, to like step one. So we got, we're going to call it step one A. And then, so this is step one B. So the next one is you kind of know that it's over when he shows you. Yeah. He's going to show you. Now, we've all read all these articles that teach us how to determine if our man is cheating. They say little cute stuff like, oh, he works out more. He all of a sudden wears this new cologne. He's taking pride in his appearance. He spends more time at work. And I put work in air quotes. These could all be true things, but there's one glaring fact. And it's the fact that this man's affections are not spent on you and your relationship with him. And this is where your pride and your integrity take control, not your ego. I'm going to say that again. This is where your pride and your integrity take control. You're going to leave your ego at the back door because your ego will land you behind in jail or with a restraining order or telling his kids that he's left them and y'all are no longer like, it'll have you doing some crazy stuff. So as, as mother Maya Angelou says, when someone shows you who they are, believe them. So the next step is recognize that he's not wrong for wanting what he wants. And baby girl, the man doesn't want you. Your beauty, your gestures, all this, these the time invested having a family, all that stuff won't suffice when the commitment has been diminished. And diminishing commitment you know some people say infidelity can be salvaged you know that you can save your relationship when infidelity happens whatever your boundaries are whatever your breaking point or whenever your partner hits one of those non-negotiables um i'm not here to judge what you decide is okay and what's not but i'm just gonna say when the commitment that you two set forth with one another when that's been diminished that's when that's when it stops and if you two have tried everything to save your situation. It's really kind of only a matter of time before the inevitable happens again, especially if both people are not com- are don't have the same level of commitment to making it work. So now, this is the part where our egos tend to kick into high gear. And rejection from a loved one is like a lingering stinging pain. Because after all, hurt people hurt people. So trying to cause a person pain because they don't want to be with you only prolongs the pain and suffering that you're going to have to deal with. You can try to make their life a living hell, but while you're fighting to make their lives a living hell, this person is fighting for personal peace. And you're, again, you're proving to them why they had to get the hell away from you. You put it, could have been a great person and they just, they could be like an awful human being. But when you do things to kind of validate that, you validate their argument of why they had to lie and cheat and scheme or, you know, make a clean break from the relationship. So I, I don't, I, I want us all to, I want our egos to kind of 
you know, take a back seat and, you know, we're going to let our integrity take a front seat. So when you become consumed with destruction and, and causing chaos, it does not work out for you in the end. It doesn't. Trust me, you don't want to end up like the pile of unfortunate women that land themselves in bitter baby mama and bitter ex purgatory because they're there. And more than likely, they're going to be there because they cannot figure out why he left me. And, you know, even when a person has shown you and told you over and over again, you cannot figure out why this relationship is over. Then you're blind and you got to get some help. I can't help you. I can't help you. I, I, I can't help you. But I, can, I know some people that can dig real, real, real deep and they have the time and the energy because I don't. I ain't got it. So, OK, step three. And I'm going to, you know, this is really good, y'all. But, you know, you know, I tend to ramble. So step three, once you're clear on why this man has chosen to move on. And this is one of my favorite stories in the Bible. It Lazarus, take up your bed. Y'all remember when Lazarus was dead and he was thinking and decomposing. Or if you haven't heard this story, it's it's one from the Bible. Christians read this book called the Bible. And so there's a story about this dead guy and he'd been dead for a long time, but his family heard that this prophet named Jesus, who claimed to have been the son of God, he was going around doing all these parlor tricks. Like, oh, he's raising the dead. Oh, he's turning water into wine. Oh, he can walk on water. Like, you know, he did some real cool tricks. So they're like, hey, Jesus is coming. He's going to bring our Lazarus back to life. They had started putting um, what they put to, they didn't really embalm them back then, but you know, they had to like decompose, decomposing bodies smell. It smelled really bad. So his family had started putting all the stuff like the herbs or oils or whatever. Cause this dude was seriously decomposing. And so Jesus came and they're like, Hey Jesus, you're here. Hey, can you look at, look at Lazarus? And Jesus could smell Lazarus. He's like, God, he stinks, you know? And his father's like, Hey, and he's like, Oh, sorry, dad for using your name in vain. But he's like, dang, Lazarus stinks. And he's like, Lazarus, take up your bed. Lazarus got his ass up. Sorry for cussing y'all because I'm talking about a Bible story. But Lazarus got his ass up and he went on about his life. And so that's one thing that I want you guys to think about. Let's the story of, of Lazarus. You can be laying in a bed of filth and decomposition and looking at your life and how it's falling apart. And I want you to remember whatever your name is, just insert it in the place of Lazarus's and take up your bed. Get out of your bed of affliction. Stop feeling sorry for yourself. Change a habit. Just one new thing. Give yourself your own personal affirmations. Do not lie there and be a dead rat. This is not the time in your life to be dormant. Yes, you've had a relationship to die, but you are not dead. You don't have to be dormant. Don't become helpless and feeble. Don't allow, allow resent and pain to become your source of strength. Because we've all seen people do it. We've all seen people find strength in destruction and resent and retaliation. Never, never, never. That stuff does not end well. I want you to get up and walk. Walk tall and walk with pride and walk with courage. And nobody is expecting you to be this uh, bouncing bag of joy after a breakup. You know, we we all need like a few minutes to become a sad sack of shit. We do. And, and even if... The guy or the woman, because I'm talking to everybody here, even if that person have, has not made themselves clear and they have not given you the respect that you feel like you're owed, then let them atone for it in their own way. They might never admit that they were cheating. They might not ever admit that they just didn't want you in the first place. 
they may not admit that they got with you on a dare or that you were a stupid childhood mistake and they're ready to do grown-up things right now damn that hurt I know that hurt but I know somebody out there feels this way so they're not going to tell it to you so I'm telling it to you the vindication that you are seeking is not worth it your vindication does nothing to a person that feels like they're better off without you it doesn't again like I said earlier you just you're just validating their reasons so in that clip that I showed that I shared from divorce court with Judge Lynn Toller I agree with her cut your losses and go so lastly go and live live your life we all deserve happiness and joy and love is ingrained in all of us and life is so much more enjoyable when it's surrounded by love and positive companionship not hurt lies abuse and rejection that's no way to live like you mean that's not you can't you'll suffocate like that one day when you're in the throes of breakup what's gonna happen is you're gonna wake up and you realize that you now have a free space in your heart for a person that will love you the way that you deserve and that you desire. They will commit to you. They will be faithful to you. They will never, ever leave you. You won't doubt their promises. You won't ever doubt the fact that they loved you. They're going to make you realize that you had never really experienced love. That heartbreak that you, you're getting over right now, you're going to be like, damn, I think that feeling was just gas. This person is going to make you realize that you never knew what love was. And you might even want to thank your ex for being a stepping stone and for having something to judge your new love against. And I'm not saying new love is going to happen tomorrow. I'm not saying it's going to happen next year. Your new love that you find really might be within your own self. And as a matter of fact, it should be. You wake up and fall in love with yourself and look in the mirror and say, damn, I'm beautiful. Damn, so-and-so's rejection. That doesn't determine my worth. I'm single now. So what? I'm so many other things besides being an idiot's mate. So I don't want you to ever judge yourself or your value from some person's rejection of you. You cannot do that. That's not fair to you. That's not fair to God. That's not fair to the world. But until then, until you find that person don't rush it don't rush it there's no need just wait wait occupy your time with work and self-improvement projects and get some therapy we all got childhood trauma to that we could stand to clear up come on now come on somebody i know you i know you agree with me just you know it's it's these two words are so frustrating to a lot of people but they mean so much be patient you gotta be patient because it's going to happen but you want to be prepared when that opportunity for love or for advancement or whatever it is when it comes to you. You want to be prepared. So I want you to be the best version of yourself for yourself. And Mr. your future Mr. or Mrs. Wright, when they come along, that's what they're going to get of you. They're not going to get the broke, broken pieces that your ex left behind. They're not going to get the conversations where you're consumed with bitterness and heartache. Because, honey, they ain't going to stay around. They are not going to stay with you. If they're smart, they're going to pick up their beds and run. <laughs> All right, everybody. So I'll see you guys next week. I hope you enjoy this. And if so, please remember to share it with your friends. Post it. Um, email me. Let me know how much you liked it. Uh, email team at Blended in Black. I'll have a new address, hopefully. 
next time I talk to you guys. But I, I like to hear from you, you know. So let me know what you thought of this. And remember, I love you. I love you, Dama. I know I'm crazy. 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 I know I'm crazy.